0: Miss Sustanomics Miss Sustanomics is a weekly podcast that focuses on the three E's educating, encouraging, and empowering listeners on how to live their best authentic life I'm your host Ashley Natrice and let's start the show What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, it's your host, Ashley Natrice, and I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far. This is the last week of November, and I cannot believe we are here. Where did the year go? It is gone. Uh, we celebrated Thanksgiving last week. I had a ton of people, a ton of people in my house. Probably about. 25, 26 people at the house at one point in time, but we had a blast. We enjoyed ourselves. It's Nothing like having family and fellowship and creating new memories and laughing. And we played a very rambunctious game of Black Card Revoked. If you guys have not played that, I would suggest you pick it up. It's really fun. It's a great way to get everyone engaged. Um, we broke out into, I think we had five teams of four, and then a, my dad and I were the referees, <laughs> and we were in charge of asking the questions. And so we had a really good time. My family is very competitive. We take our holiday games very seriously. So we are all gearing up for a rematch in December for Christmas. We're going to go against each other again to see who can win. Because, you know, it's always that one team, right? The team that nobody thinks is going to win. And in my family, it was the young millennials. They all teamed up and we didn't really think they was going to be the ones that was going to win. But let me tell you. They came together. They pulled it off. They won by one point. (laughs) And you cannot tell them anything for the rest of the night. They were talking cash money. Okay. And so there will be a rematch on December the 25th. We will get back together and play black card revoke. But it's a fun game. I had a lot of people ask me where I got the game and I just bought it off of Amazon because your girl is an Amazon Prime member and I use it to its full extent. I mean, I know the UPS, the FedEx and whoever else is gonna be dropping off uh, packages in my home. Over the next few weeks, are gonna say how much does this girl order from Amazon? Because I order everything from them from salt to tissue to paper towels. It doesn't matter if I see it, I order it from Amazon Prime. I may have a little problem, but we'll talk about that in another episode. However, on today, we are talking about eight lessons that I have learned. Over the course of 2018, because we are at the end of the year, y'all. And I just want to bring a few lessons to you all that I've learned really more along the lines of some themes that I've seen, some things that I have experienced. I'm still battling a little head cold. Well, I went to the walk-in clinic and they told me I have a sinus infection and this has been going on for two weeks and I'm ready for it to be gone. I'm ready to sound normal again and breathe normal again, but we'll see when that happens. But I think you guys will enjoy the eight lessons that I have learned over the course of 2018. So let me get into lesson number 1. And lesson number 1 is to one is to extend grace. So grace has really been a theme in my life over probably the last couple of years, it has been something that I've really been trying to focus in on, especially uh, going to therapy and trying to get a better understanding of myself, how I operate in the world, what's important to me, what's not important to me. And grace has just been one of those things that just keeps coming up in my spirit. And so it's really been... Theme in my life. And so, grace in the Christian belief is the free and unmerited favor of God, is manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. So, that's what grace means for us as Christians. And I have really done my work around extending grace, extending grace to myself. So, really being more kind to myself, really being more kind and generous and forgiving of the other people in my life. And so, I went to therapy a couple of weeks ago because I dropped down to going to therapy once a month. And I was sitting with my therapist, and we somewhat had a revelation. And she told me, you know, Ashley. I have seen the work that you've done over the course of the two, two and a half years you've come to see me around extending grace to people. You've done an amazing job of learning how to extend grace to the people that you love, the people that you rock with, the people that are in your inner circle. You do an amazing job of extending them grace, forgiving them, being patient with them, being kind to them, understanding. Whatever it is that they're going through, but now we need to take it up another level, and you've got to do start working on extending grace to people outside of that circle, especially extending grace to the people that maybe once were in that inner circle and now have stepped out of that realm of what you would call your your close-knit group of people for whatever reason they may not be there anymore in that extent to the degree that they used to be. But once your trust has been betrayed, once you feel like you are no longer safe with those people, your ability to extend grace to them disappears. Because I am learning, I am a very much a I'm with you or I ain't with you type of person. I'm very much a if I rock with you, I rock with you and I go hard for you. But if I don't rock with you, then you know I don't rock with you and I don't have a lot of time for you. And that's not how I want to be going forward. And that's not a pattern that I want to see continue in my life because I know I may be that person for someone else. I may have been that person that was in the inner circle and for whatever reason, stepped out of it and I'm no longer there. And I would hope that that person would understand, or those people would understand that I may just not have been the best Ashley at that point in time in my life, and that they would be able to extend me grace as well. So I need to make sure that I am doing and abiding by the same principles that I want other people to abide by when it comes to me. So that's one of the things that I am going to be working on in 2019 and a huge lesson that I'm really proud of myself of of the um, strides I have made with extending grace in 2018. But it's also going to carry into 2019 for me to make sure that I am continuing to extend grace to people that I feel like have hurt me or betrayed me um, because I don't know what was going on in their lives. I don't know what they were dealing with. I don't know what obstacles or what demons they were fighting for them to behave in whatever way that they behaved, and a lot of times I think when we have conflict or um, relationships start to dissolve, or even if it's just some pod- somebody that you don't really vibe with, you know we should always be open to at least being respectful. And if we find out what was going on with that person, have an understanding and a forgiving heart for them and extend them the same grace that we would want to have extended to us because none of us are perfect. We all fall short. And so my lesson number one for 2018 is to extend grace. My lesson number two is implementation over information. I have talked to my sister circle group about this because I am a connoisseur of information, okay? I love information. I love learning. I love research. But what I have found is that I tend to fall in this revolving door of information. I will sign up for a course. I will sign up for a free webinar. I will download a free workbook or a free worksheet or whatever it may be. I will go on someone's live and take extensive notes. I will do all of these different things to help me level up in the information world. Okay. And it may have a lot of it actually has to do with me trying to um evolve and grow my business, Miss Astonomics, evolve and grow this podcast, sister talk, uh Learn more about money and money mindset and money management. A lot of it has to do with me gaining and understanding information so I can bring it back to you guys and I can package it in a way that I understand and put my spin on it and bring to you all the things that I think will help benefit you so you can reach the goals and the dreams and the aspirations you have for yourself. But because I am a connoisseur of information, sometimes I get so much information that I don't implement some of the things that I have learned. So I'll get the information, but because I've listened and I've researched and I've read so much, I don't implement anything because I get overwhelmed. And so my goal next year And my theme for next year, my one word theme, and I encourage everyone as we're winding down at the end of the year, as we all start to look forward to resolutions and new goals and things we want to accomplish in 2019, is to find a word that you can always turn back to, a word that's going to always center you, a word that you can reflect on to see if the goals and if the things that you're coming back to actually fit with what you said that you wanted the theme of your life to be. So for example, mine this year, the theme of my life is focus. So turning into a a new year, we all have these high goals, okay? And they're great and they're wonderful, but most of us never really follow through on the goals we set out on January 1st. And I think it's because we don't understand why we set the goals in the first place. So why I am setting goals in 2019 will be centered around focus. That is my theme, focus. Now, if you want to know how I'm going to develop all of my 2019 goals and have that centered around my theme word of focus, I got something coming for you. Just keep an eye out. Make sure you are on my email list if you are not. Stop this right now, hit pause, go to the notes section, hit my website, com, and right on the front page, there is a place for you to sign up for my weekly Talk That Talk uh, newsletter. And if you go in there and put your information, you'll be on my email list. Not only will you be the first to know what I have coming next when it comes to centering in on your why and really creating some actionable goals um, and taking all of the information that you've learned over 2018 and implementing that in 2019, but you're also going to get weekly tips and weekly inspiration. And I'm going to be giving you all of that information in a minute or less. Okay. So 60 seconds. Talk that talk. Weekly newsletter, you will start receiving that. But it's also a way for you to get on my email list. I am going to release this new way of setting goals in 2019 to those people first. So I would suggest if you want to be in the know, hop on over there. Again, the link is in the notes section. It will take you directly to missisthenomics.com so you can sign up. But my number two thing that I have learned in 2018 is implementation of our information. All of that information doesn't mean anything if you're not doing anything with it. You're just gathering information. The key is to be proactive and to take actionable steps towards your goals. And that's some place that I feel like I have fallen short in 2018 that I want to work on. And so I'm going to put together something to help both of us do that and do better in twenty nineteen. So my number three Attitude of Gratitude. So I told you guys my key word for this year was Grace. That's my key word, my theme for twenty eighteen. But my saying for twenty eighteen was an attitude of gratitude. Mostly this came because I was coming out of 2017. A lot of you all who have tuned in, you know my story. I don't want to go through all of that again. I have a whole podcast on how I survived in AVM. So if you want to check that out, I'll leave that in the notes section as well. So you can click on that and listen to my story. But um, coming out of 2017, I was just grateful to be living, y'all. I was grateful for life. And so I had this saying with my mom is that we had an attitude of gratitude because not only did I survive my ABM last year, I actually had two very close cousins to pass away, one in May and then one in December, right around Christmas time. So my goal this year was just to be grateful, just to have a grateful heart. And whatever I did, I wanted to make sure that it had a level of gratitude that my life reflected someone who was grateful to be living, someone who was grateful to, you know, be able to spend time with friends and family and to be able to enjoy the things that she said that she wanted to enjoy. And so gratitude has been a huge theme for me. And one of the quotes that I love, it says that when I embrace gratitude and make it my default setting, the rest of my life fits together as the perfectly imperfect, messy, but impeccably beautiful privilege that it is. And that's what I wanted my life to reflect in 2018. And my life has not looked anything like I thought it was going to look. I've had a lot of losses along the way. However, I think centering in on that attitude of gratitude back at the beginning of the year really helped ground me and and helped me stay um, very firm, stand firm on a a solid foundation of gratitude that regardless of what came my way this year, I was able to uh, weather those storms with a grateful heart. And so I would tell you, when you speak something out to God, he will manifest that. And if you keep certain things on your mind throughout the year, you will find yourself able to withstand storms that you never thought you would be able to handle. And I think really having an attitude of gratitude has helped me continue to stand when I thought I would be on my knees falling throughout this year. So I would encourage you have a theme going into 2019, have a, a theme word, and then have a, a theme saying that will help keep you grounded. When your world starts to fall apart, you can turn back and say, you know what, regardless of what's going on, I have an attitude of gratitude. And I think that will carry you a long way when it comes to 2019. So that is my um, number three Is an attitude of gratitude because gratitude opens up the door for abundance, okay? So number four is, girl, forgiveness ain't easy, all right? Ooh, forgiveness, it is tough. It is something we don't like to talk about. It is something that I had a full-blown brunch on. And if you want to hear more about the forgiveness brunch and my own forgiveness story, which is continuing to evolve, I will link that podcast episode in the show notes as well. But it's very easy to talk about forgiving, um, but it's very hard sometimes to forgive people that you feel like have wronged you. It's very hard to to let that go. And although I have learned a lot over 2018 about forgiveness, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still learning how to forgive Understanding that forgiveness sometimes leads to restoration, but if it doesn't lead to restoration, have to be okay with that. Because sometimes we have issues with people and we forgive them, but they may not have forgiven us yet. Or maybe we've forgiven them and they've forgiven us and they want to restore relationships that are no longer beneficial to us. So we have to make a decision on what restoration looks like. And so I am a huge advocate for forgiveness. It will continue to be something that I want to talk about, something that I want to dive deeper into, because I really think it holds the key to opening up a lot of doors for us. In our relationships, if you can learn how to forgive and forgive quickly and sincerely and genuinely, I think that will help open up your relationships not only with your family, but with your significant other, with your friends. As I have gone through my forgiveness journey, there have been many times where I know that before I would have held on to some things, I would have let them, those things eat at me. I would not have been able to move past them. That would have turned into a grudge. That would have turned into a lot of side-eyeing and a lot of shadiness. And I have had some of those moments this year where I just was not able to forgive people And I was being shady and being petty towards them, you know, because I wasn't able to let go of that forgiveness. But as 2018 has continued to go on and I have continued to do the work and to make a conscious effort to forgive people and to let things go. And if I have an issue with someone to pick up the phone and have a conversation with them, because sometimes we just assume things that aren't really true or we're coming at something from our past experience and we're thinking that that person is handling in the handling things in the same way that we would handle it. And once we have a conversation, we realize that that's not the case. Um, forgiveness is a continuous journey and you have to always be mindful. And you, I think you have to really make a conscious effort to make sure that you are forgiving people. It doesn't mean that you, um, allow people to run over you. And I think that's the thing where people get forgiveness messed up is that they think, well, if I forgive this person, then I have let them off the hook for whatever it is that they did to me. And, you know, if you go into it with that attitude, then you're never going to be able to forgive people. But if you go into it with an open heart and an open mind to hear the other person's side to listen to them and to understand whatever it is that happened, you still get to make a choice whether or not you're going to move forward in that relationship. But forgiveness, I still say at the end of the day, is for you, It's for your spirit. Do you have peace with the situation at the end of the day? And sometimes it's just you saying how you feel and you listening to how the other person feels. and You guys just have to walk away from the situation. It's just not something that you need to bring up anymore, or you just have to alter how you interact with that person, um, or those significant people that you've fallen out with, or whatever the case may be. You know, we think about forgiveness a lot of times when it comes to your significant other, but. You know, forgiveness is for your friends. Sometimes forgiveness is for God. Forgiveness is for the church. You feel like the church has done you wrong. People in the church have done you wrong. Your mama's done you wrong. Your daddy's done you wrong. Your brother's done you wrong. Your cousins, your aunties, your uncles. We're forgiving people all the time. And a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves. I know that's a debate between people. Some people say, hey, you can't forgive yourself or whatever it is, but... For me, I feel like there's times when I have not been in character. I have not been in alignment with who Ashley says she wants to be. And I have to forgive myself and I have to say, you know what? You know better. So now you need to go do better. But forgiveness is not an easy thing, but it's necessary and it's worth it. So that is my number four. Forgiveness ain't easy. Number five, relationships are key. I'm not going to dwell on this too much um, because I've kind of talked about it in a few of my other points. So I don't want to hit a dead horse. But I will say that relationships are important. Having strong relationships, having people you can trust um, in your corner is important. And sometimes you have to uh, eliminate people from your inner circle and uh and sometimes you have to expand your inner circle. You have to be open to bringing new people in with fresh ideas and with uh fresh eyes and you know maybe they've dealt with some things that you're dealing with. I think one of the things I have been able to do this year is expand my inner circle to bring people in that are where I'm trying to get to and people that are where I am where they're trying to get to so I can be a mentor and a mentee and also surrounded myself with people who are very like-minded and want the same things out of life as I do. And we have been able to lean on each other and it has been a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I really put an emphasis on my relationships this year with my family and um, no family is perfect. We all go through ups and downs, but I think the focus that I've had has allowed me to deepen some of my um, family relationships, um, my friendships. If you've heard any previous podcast, I really feel like the devil hit me hard in that area this year. Um, I'm always going to be transparent. I have lost some close friends along the way in 2018, but I um, never question what God is doing in my life. And I don't have any bitterness or anything towards those people because I wish them all the best. Um, I want them to succeed and to be able to obtain any goals that they want to have in their life. It's just seasons change, and I've learned to be okay with that. Um, and I am open to whatever God has in store for me when it comes to my friendships in 2019. And I've also been able to add You know, a couple of other people in my life that I'm so grateful for. Um, Life is is a lot more fun in some ways when you have a companion to uh, go through life with. And so um, I am grateful to have that in my life at this point in time. Um, And so I will say, you know, relationships are important. Um, They shouldn't be your sole focus, I think. Uh you got to live life um in some balance that I have learned this year. If you focus too much in on one thing, sometimes it you can get too far in the weeds with it. But if you have the right relationships in your life, they'll allow you to get back on track and to say, hey, you know, what else is it is there out there that you're trying to focus in on and you know, we're going to help encourage you and push you to do that. And those are the type of people that you want in your life. So getting um to number five, that is my key. Relationships are important. I have learned that in 2018. OK, so number six, money and career. I will tell you, Financially, in 2018, I have learned that investment is so important. I have invested the most money I've ever invested in Mississonomics, and I know it will pay off on the back end, but because I fund the business through my nine to five, I have seen that there's different things that I need to do when managing my money. Um, and so I would encourage all of you to make sure that you have a budget. You have a budget for your personal, your personal life and your family life. If you have a husband or you have children, make sure you have a budget for that. And then also if you have a side hustle or if you're an entrepreneur, make sure you have a budget for your business and that you are keeping those funds separately because keeping those funds separate because it's important not to intermingle those funds together. But having a budget has been a lifesaver for me this year because of the amount of money that I have invested in my business. And going back to the basics, I think a lot of times we don't want to talk about the basics when it comes to our money. Um, Investing in real estate and in stock and in your 401k and all of these things are really sexy and you want to talk about them and all of that is good, but we got to get back to the money basis, get back down to the things that um, help you get to the point where you had the discretionary income in order to be able to invest. So, you know, I'm paying attention to how much money you're bringing in every month. Like, do. You all know how much money you bring in on a monthly basis. You get paid every two weeks. Do you know what that total is on a monthly basis? Um, making sure that you know how much money you owe. You're paying your credit cards, you're paying your house notes, you're paying your, your car note, you're paying all of these different things, but do you know what that sum total looks like? What do the, those expenses look like on a monthly basis? What do you own? Um, Do you own your house? Do you own your car? What assets do you own? And you know how much money are you spending out What do your expenses really look like? Um, How much money are you spending on food, on clothes, on entertainment, on Netflix, on wine, on restaurants? I mean, getting back to the money basics this year for me has been very important because I've had to look at a few places where I need to cut back in my expenses as I'm looking to increase my income in other places. So I would encourage you, to do an exercise this year because we still have a whole month to go and do a money audit. Go through and pull your statements, okay? Log into your online banking because most of us have our statements sent online. We don't do the paper statements anymore. And pull your statement um, for November or pull your statement from October and go through with the highlighter old school way and just track and see how much money you spend out and how much money you brought in. Because I know November and December, they're not really the greatest months for you to see how you really operate with your money, because those tend to be the months where you're spending more money on the holidays so they don't always accurately reflect what you've been doing over the years. So I would encourage you just to go back to maybe October or September when your spending habits were more normalized and look and see how much money you were bringing in and how much money you were spending out. So you can just have a good gauge on where you may need to cut back or areas where you you know, may be able to bump up your income starting in the beginning of the year. You can go into 2019 with a solid financial footing and foundation and know what your key numbers are. So what you spend, what you own, what you owe and how much you're bringing in that will help you going into 2019. And so I have some things coming down the pipeline that will help you guys out with this if you need it. But for now, just do an old school spreadsheet. You know, go in, take those numbers that you've highlighted off of those statements, put them in a spreadsheet, and really take a close look at your numbers and see what you need to do differently for 2019. I also should mention, and I think this is a key thing for all of us, is to make sure that you have an idea of how much you give. So every year when I get ready to do my goals for 2019, I decide how much money I want to give. I have a giving goal. And because I am a faithful tither, the bulk of my giving goes to my church. I wholeheartedly believe that everything that I have received in my life has come from me being a faithful tither because I give not grudgingly, nor out of necessity. I give cheerfully and I know that I am only giving God back a portion of what he's given to me. So I would encourage you to make sure that you have a giving goal, whether you're giving to a church or your favorite charity. Um, I know again, we've just passed by Thanksgiving and a few special people in my life did a huge Thanksgiving giveaway I know it's going to be a lot of people doing giveaways in Christmas time. And so I would just encourage you to give back a portion of what God has given to you, because there's no better feeling than to be able to give to someone who is is less fortunate than you are. And I think that should be a huge why for all of us. I know for me. I think to myself, why do you want to make more? Why do you want to be able to bring in more income? Why do you want to be able to do some of the things that you want to do? And at the core of who I am is because I want to be a blessing to other people. I want to be able to take the fruits of my labor and be able to bless someone else. And then I'm I'm not just saying that because it's something great to say, because that's what I've been taught all of my life that is more blessed to give than to receive, but I don't have an issue with receiving now. I want to make sure that you get this straight. I don't have an issue with receiving the blessings that God has given to me, but I also feel like it is my responsibility and that I enjoy doing it is to give to other people and to give back to my church. Nothing makes me happier than knowing that the blessings that God has given to me that I can give back to my church will allow us to have different programs and you know do things for the the elderly or the senior citizens or for the children or whatever it is. That's why it's more blessed to give than to receive because you're able to sow seeds into other people and hopefully they'll be able to take the seeds you sown into them and turn it around and do it for somebody else. So my number six is to get back to your money basics. Make sure you have a good understanding of your financial foundation and to continue to give if you have the ability to give. Number seven The thing that I have learned this year is that it is important to know your why. It's important to know your values. It's important for you to um, pay attention to the small moments in your life because they all make up what your life is going to look like. We don't always know why we do things. Sometimes we just do things just to be doing it. So I would say Make sure you understand your why. Maybe your why is to provide a better life for your children. Maybe your your why is to, you know, create generational wealth. Maybe your why is to, you know, be a better person or have a better life than, you know, what you grew up in to have a healthy life, to have a prosperous life. Whatever your why is, it's going to be individual to each person. But I would say that you should have a why for your life. You know, Every business that probably most of us work at, they have a mission statement. And so when they come together to make pivotal decisions for their business, they're going back to their mission statement. They're going back to the thing that they say is what they want to accomplish and why they want to accomplish it. And it always um, baffles me that we don't really have a mission statement or a why for our lives. You know, what is your purpose? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? It's so easy to get off track these days because we have so much noise. You have to silence the noise sometimes. You got to spend more time with God and get in his word and reflect and see what your purpose is. Because you have so many people these days telling you what you need to be doing. We are in a world of social media. We're in a world of entertainment. We're in a world of everything feels good, but your purpose isn't going to come from everything that makes you feel great. And so when those times get hard and you run into those seasons where you feel like you're in the valley and there's no light to be had and you don't know when you're going to reach the mountaintop, being able to fall back on your why is what's going to keep you uh, focus and help get you to where you want to get to. But if you don't have anything to fall back on, that's when you can get discouraged and can lose your hope, and you can stay stuck in your situation and stuck in that valley season. And so, I would say, make sure that you have a why. Start getting that together now. Start doing some reflecting and having some conversations with God and and journaling. I know someone asked me, you know, when you journal, what does your journaling look like? And my journaling is really just a conversation with God. I'll just write down exactly what I'm thinking. And sometimes it ain't picture perfect. It's not, you know, one of those holier than thou conversations. Sometimes it gets is dirty and it doesn't look good. And I'm like, dear God, please don't ever let nobody find this journal of mine because they're going to say, what is going on with this girl? But it's a way for me to to really pour out what's on my mind onto a piece of paper and to really release it to him and to turn it over to him. And in doing that, I have gotten a lot more clear about what my purpose and what my why is for my life. So that's an, an exercise that I would encourage you to do going into 2019 is to make sure that you are focused in on what your why is. Also knowing what your values are. Um, We may say we value certain things, but I will tell you a great way to understand what you value is to recognize where you spend your time and where you spend your money because your money and your time reflect what you value. So if you say you value your family, Yet you look at your calendar or you look at your time and you recognize that you have spent no time with your family, then I would say, sis, you don't really uh, value your family. But if you look at your time and you look at your calendar and you see that you've been at work for 60 hours a week, and then when you leave work, you're going to a networking event, or when you leave work, you're going home to be on your work email, answering email, then Unfortunately, you value your work more than you value spending time with your family. So, do a time audit. Look and see where you spend your time as you're doing your money audit. That'll really tell you what you value. And if you realize that you're out of order with what you say you value, then you got time to fix that. But if you don't never take the time to really sit down and look and see what you value and making sure that what you're speaking that you value aligns up with your actions, then something's off. So I would tell you, do a time value, uh, a time value audit. Look and see where you're spending your time and your money. And if you need to change things, you got time to change it. Moments. This falls in number seven as well. Moments. I think a lot of times we forget it's the little moments in our life that actually, when you put them all together... That's what makes up the life that we live. And so, moment by moment, be aware of what the decisions you're making. You have the ability to change the trajectory of your life by the little moments, by the habits that you have, um, by making sure that you are making decisions based upon your values and your why. That's why I put the moments at the end of this point because your values. And your why drive the moments that you have. They drive the decisions that you make. So making sure that those all align up, that's going to help you get to the life that you say you want to live. So that is number seven. And as I wrap this up, let's look at number eight. And that's just simply to say yes to a leap of faith. That's what I have decided to do in 2018. Launching this podcast was a leap of faith. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't know if anybody was going to tune in, if anybody was going to listen, if I was just going to be sitting up here talking to myself. I did not know what it was going to look like, but I am grateful that I have been doing this on a monthly basis since, well, I, I released a couple of episodes in July, So on a monthly basis, I've really been doing this since August and it's now November. And the response has been more than I can even put into words. And I cannot wait to see where the podcast goes in 2019. And I have really been toying with uh, launching the podcast for a couple of years when I started listening to them. And I was always looking for confirmation from other people. You know, I would say, Well, what do you think about if I started the podcast? Or how do you think about this? You know, I was looking for that that confirmation and that validation from other people. And I just had to make a decision to take a leap of faith and put it out there and see what the response was going to be. It's the same thing that I did in 2016 when I launched Mr. Sonomics. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know what the response was going to be. It was a leap of faith in my career It was a leap of faith. All the things that I have in my life took a leap of faith. It took me trusting in God to see my vision because he had given it to me to understand that with faith, he was going to carry me through. So I would encourage you guys to take a leap of faith. You still got a month in 2018 Don't hop on the 2019 bandwagon and thinking that nothing is going to be able to happen for you into 2019 because you still got over 30 days in this year to make something happen now. So if there's something that you've been holding back on, something that you've been bouncing, uh, an idea you've been bouncing off of other people, trying to get their, their input, if God put it in you, I would say, take a leap of faith today. If it's a business, if it's a blog, if it's a podcast if it's a new job, if it's a new boo that you've been thinking about shooting your shot out, shot at, whatever it is, take the leap of faith today. What's the worst that can happen? You get a no, you get a not yet. That's it. And if one of those are the answers, it's just time to, to pivot to something else to make sure that you're doing the work now. So when that new opportunity comes up, you're ready for it. So I would say, make sure you take a leap of faith. That's number eight. So I am going to wrap up this podcast episode. again, I am so grateful for each one of you that decide to turn in, tune in. I can't talk y'all at the end of this. My throat's getting dry. I need to go take my medicine, but I'm grateful for each one of you all that tune in on every week to listen to me, I hope you were able to gather something from the podcast episode on today. If you guys are not following me on social media, I would suggest you go do that. Check out the notes. I will have my social media handles in there because I am going to be moving my Missus Dynamics Instagram over to Ashley underscore Natrice. For Instagram, so if you guys are following me on Mississonomics on the Instagram account, please head over to Ashley underscore Natrice and follow me there. The link is in the um Instagram page. Go follow me over there because I am going to be shutting that down on December the 1st. Okay, so we're going to be moving everything to Ashley underscore Natrice on... Instagram. I also have a a Twitter account now. So I'm going to be tweeting. I wanted to be able to get information to you guys on a different basis. And so I think it's a little easier for me to tweet out some of my thoughts and for me to tweet some of your thoughts on the podcast. Um, So I will have the link to my Twitter in the notes as well. So I would encourage you all to go and follow me over there. Um, my Twitter account name is Ashley Natrice. So you can find me on Twitter, Ashley Natrice. Come follow me, get my little nuggets that I'm gonna be dropping on a daily basis over on Twitter. And then I am still Miss Sonomics on Facebook. But again, I am so grateful to you all listening. I told you in the middle of the podcast that I got something coming for you. So check out misslistenomics.com to get on my talk that talk email list so you can be in the know. One of the first people to get what I have coming down the pipeline. It's all about getting your goals together for 2019 I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And the good thing is, if you've listened to this podcast episode, you're going to be able to use some of the things that's going to be in what I'm going to be offering you guys. It will go very well with some of the points that I gave to you guys today. So hop over there, sign up for the email list so you can be in the know, be one of the first ones to get it. And as always, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Miss M- Sisternomics Thanks for checking out this week's show To keep up with me, check me out on Facebook At Miss Systemomics, On Instagram at Systemomics, And on the website where you can ask questions MissSysternomics.com Until next time